afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, the podcast for all things music, both new and classic. My name's Pat Francis. Oh, Patty, when we gonna make it to the big time, big? <laughs> and that's Gary Lucy. He's in the house. And Matt, <laughs> Mel, Matt Belknap, the silent partner's in the house. Jimmy Pardo is is not here, but he's here. Yeah, we think about him in spirit. In spirit, because yeah. Never Not Funny presents the show. Yeah. So I was uh, I was I was still um, bathing in the afterglow of this. Uh, uh, riffage that you guys were doing about we were doing some E Street Band out there yeah. at the Universal City, doing some dueling Bruces and some <laughs> E Street Band, enjoying some some attractions at the Universal City. Apparently, partner apparently. Matt Belknap is Bruce. They can't hear me. This is only for you guys. Oh, really? They can't. <laughs> this mic is not being recorded. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, Matt just did a, oh. uh, did a song. <laughs> that was weird. We could hear Matt's nice uh, song. It was to, to the tune of Atlantic City, only he was singing Universal <laughs> City. I'm going to burp. Pat, this is our 20th show. And uh, how do you think it's going so far? Not not show 20. This is a d- disaster. Uh, this, clearly, is, uh, but, uh, this is the last show, Gary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope it, I think it's going. It's still fun. I hope people are enjoying it. I'm still having a lot of fun. I feel like we barely scratched the surface on a lot of things. I feel like I feel like the shows themselves. I feel like it's like a reverse cake. Like I feel like the 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 middles are coming along nicely, but like the the edges are still a little raw. Like you know, I, like I'd like to firm up the uh, like the openings and the closings. And, yeah, uh, I never quite I, know what to say. At I first. never know what to say either. So we just end, fumble so through it. We just fumble through it. But uh, but I, you know, at the end, there's like like that toothpick's coming out clean. Yeah, it's, it's good. And the uh, we're in the, we're in the music category on iTunes because man, the, the the comedy category because we're, we're, we're not we're not wall to wall funny on this show. We try to be funny, but I mean, you're up against some heavy hitters over there in that comedy category, and yeah. and most of the music. The things are dull. <laughs> so maybe uh, if you want that NPR type of shit. Right. Oh, yeah. See, like, yeah, I know we're not going to go. What are, what are we going to do? Go, go like, you know, toe-to-toe with uh, Mark Maron or something like that? Yeah, no, but, it's impossible. But we'll, we'll bitch slap like Bob Boylan. <laughs> <laughs> All songs considered. Meh. <laughs> Out of our way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you, you, know, you know, yeah, exactly. You're up against Mark Maron. Oh, Mark Maron and Conan O'Brien. And, uh, you know, and, and never, then we're up against Never Not Funny. That's no good. That's like fighting with your sister. So, yeah. So, or your brother, I guess. We had we have flipped the script. We had we had changed. We went the music for a while. See what happens. Although uh, there might not be any more music, I heard that they're going to stop making CDs next year. Did you did you hear about this? I actually I've said this before and never yeah. not funny. I believe within ten years there won't even be music. I think that's what's going to be. I think yeah. be, get it now. So yeah, get it now. Like, Enjoy it now because there's yeah. not even going to be music. It'll be we done. Enough, though. We have enough. We have enough. We do have a we lot have of enough. music. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been stockpiling it. Oh, good. <laughs> are, are you telling me that I will not be able to buy a music that I can hold in my hand? I think that's what I mean. Like, I didn't I didn't have time to, you know, you know when you click on an article, they make you click on a lot of yeah. other things. So I'd like, I'll just not know. I but re- I'll just like take, I'll glean from the headline yeah. and then like conjecture with the rest. I really won't enjoy that. And I will also not enjoy if, and even though I'm not a big reader, if you can't buy books anymore, if it's all Kindle and iPod, it's not going to be the world I want to live in, and I'm probably going to check out. <laughs> what? That's it for you? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Now let's um, let's say like with these digital musical things. What are those called? MP3s. MP3s? Now, uh, well, or, or just like a d- the digital world in general. Like, is it is it is it somewhere physically? Like somewhere at at some point, like let's say, like we could all have a copy of something, but let's say, like all the copies got erased. Like, is there is there one somewhere? Well, I mean, I mean, I can pick up. Like, I have a I have an external hard drive with all right. my music in. That's right. I can pick that up. That's physical. But right. the liner notes suck on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta work that out. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Even even when you can get like a digital booklet, it's just not this. It's hmm. not the same. Maybe oh, you know what I want? I want some liner. I want I want like a digital booklet that like hovers in the air, like my, Minority Report. Oh yeah, and I can like stretch it and adjust. It and I like, like that. that. Yeah. And change the lyrics around, maybe too. Yeah, make it your own. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, that's uh, man. Why don't you go ahead and hit that one? And uh, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna study Pat here for a second. See how this affects him. How do you feel, Pat? I feel. Sleepy. You look a little down. I feel sleepy. Would you say you're sad? I'm not feeling too good. No. Pat, don't. Now, you just expressed suicidal thoughts a second ago. Is this pushing you closer? Hold on a second. I need to drive the car into the garage and turn it on. <laughs> oh, all right. All this talk of getting old. This is uh, the, a song called uh, The Drugs Don't Work. Who uh, sings this? Uh, the Verve. Could oh. you tell? It's so full of Verve. There. <laughs> um, a scientist it's in, ironic. in England has determined that is the world's saddest song. A scientist determined yeah. <laughs> that's the world's saddest song. I didn't. I, 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 I forgot the article now, but it's in the latest issue of Mental Floss. Uh, the covers. It's uh, the twenty-five most powerful songs of the last twenty-five wow. years. Okay. And uh, that, yeah, uh, it's about uh, the singer's uh, dad's death and, and everything. And uh, he he tested a number of songs on a number of patients, and that was the one that brought people down the most. But now, but he couldn't have tested every sad song in the world. I, yeah, people. I I'm thinking like the the data was a little bit sketchy. Like. Are you sadder now? Or are you sadder now? I don't know how you determine that. It seems like and it's... What if he wanted this song to be the saddest, so then he played songs that weren't sad? Oh, yeah. Maybe it could be. <laughs> like, he, he tilted it. He got his thumb yeah. on the scale. He, uh, here's the one that uh, he found was the happiest. If you want to start... Uh, same, at, same scientist? Same scientist. Uh, if you want to go to about 38 seconds into that one LDN, this is uh, Lily Allen, and uh, we'll hear the chorus and then, like, a funny verse. The happiest song features uh, armed robbery of a uh, little old lady, and it's uh, and it's the most Cockney song. Exactly, yeah, right. Exactly. Now, is the is the Verve from Great Britain? Sure. So this study was done in Great Britain. I should have mentioned that before. <laughs> okay, yeah. because this guy obviously. What did you say, Matt? Two thousand five. In two thousand five. Oh, so there's been uh, six years when we could have had happier or sadder songs. Uh, probably. So, do you have any examples of any uh, happy or? Sad I did because you because you uh, told me in advance, uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't put a lot of thought in this. I just kept. I just thought of. Uh, well, neither did this fakakta doctor, right? Clearly, right. But. So uh, obviously, but uh, for my and this isn't the happiest song, but this one always makes me feel. Good and it, it sounds happy to me. And this is uh this is a. Uh... Oh yeah, there you go. It's the car. Shake it up. 
My toe is involuntarily tapping. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm like Robert De Niro in Awakenings. <laughs> I need some Aldopa. <laughs> Keep the beat. Just shake it up. Is that keyboard? Shake it up. Okay. And then I can think of a lot of poppy, fun, upbeat songs. And then thinking of sad songs was kind of tough. I'm like, well, yeah. is it a ballad? Is it a slow song? Is it the lyrical content? Or is it how the song sounds? So uh, I went with... Uh, I went with this song as my sad song. Hold on. Oh. Okay. Well, wait. No one's rushing you. When your day is long, okay. <laughs> yeah. And the night, the night is yours alone. When you're sure you've had enough of Voice on this song, Michael Stipe. Everybody cries. <laughs> Man, it's okay. It's a song of hope. It is actually a song of hope. <laughs> that is that is gorgeous. Good. Yeah. That, that is a good call, Pat. And uh, uh, here's here's sad for you. I remember when I when I came out. I remember uh, declaring, "At last, our generation has its own bridge over troubled waters." <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Gary. <laughs> and it does. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, when that song came out, I'm sure there were a million. Uh, hack musical comedians who were singing "Everybody Farts," <laughs> right? They just made up, you know. Sometimes <laughs> you have a burrito. I mean, just, just something terrible, Matt. People, people my age, I'm 37, probably <laughs> mostly associate that song with uh, Brenda and Dylan breaking up on 902. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was un, just indelible. That image of uh, of them. There, there's a montage after they break up. They're wandering around. It's very, very sad. I remember a 90210 where like Steve was bummed out at the Peach Pit and he was listening to some Losing My Religion. And his hair plugs fell out. And his, <laughs> what's wrong? Um, Wait, maybe it was Losing My Religion. Oh. Huh. Well, either either way, I'm going to say that that 90210 was a cash cow if they, if they could afford <laughs> yeah. to license either one of those tunes. Yeah, it was, I think it was Losing My Religion. Oh, well, we either which way. But uh, well, I remember, uh, remember when uh, Dwight Schrute was bummed out listening to... Everybody hurts in his car. That was a that was that was a good one. Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, yeah. REM has a two CD oh, yeah. best of coming out. Forty tracks. If you don't own any REM, you get this. You don't have to buy any R- REM. You're and saying? if you just want a nice something to, if you are a big REM fan and you just want something to keep in your car all the time, I would pick this up. New REM. I uh, uh, have you heard those? Uh, I think they've been streaming the uh, new songs on there. No, I haven't heard. They, there's three new tracks too. How are they? I have not heard them yet either. I'd be interested. I should. I should look at the uh, track list, like the percentage of uh, post uh, automatic for the people songs on there. Uh, I, th- I. It looked like it was pretty pretty equal. Really? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> no, well, that's, hey, no, it's great. It's uh, an overview. That's really good, you guys. You guys really kept at it there. <laughs> You think when they went to when they went to Warner Brothers, it was more? Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't as uh, as indie. And yeah, after Bill Berry left, it was kind of they kind of lost their way by their own admission. But uh, there's still there's still nice moments. On yeah, there's still there's still uh, three to four solid tracks on all the, all their albums. I think. Here, here's what I think is both the happiest and saddest song. In oh wow! Ways. Um, have you heard of a you've heard of a fellow named Robin Hitchcock? Like sure, yeah, eccentric uh, English uh, singer songwriter. He uh, hello. <laughs> he's here with us today. He loves the. Uh, you know he loves to sing songs about fish and about the mm-hmm. uh, ghosts and things.
things like that. He was in this great group called the Soft Boys with, uh, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s with this guy named Kimberly Rue. And uh, who was like a songwriter in his own right. But, you know, when you're the main guy, you don't want some guy bringing right. in his own songs and stuff like that. Like, I'm the boss around here. We sings about fish and we sings about ghosts. So I don't want your <laughs> upbeat little ditty. So Kimberly Rue starts his own little group. He's got uh, he's not the singer. He has this girl singer. And it's uh, it's a little song you might recognize that goes a little. So something wait, like- we, we had a ramp up on Robin Hitchcock and this isn't even. No, but this is Kimberly Rue's okay, group. I got like, you. you know this one. Oh, I do know this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Matt's going for it. Now Matt's happy. <laughs> I wish we. I wish this was a video right now. <laughs> I used to think maybe you love me. Now baby, I'm sure. So you bring that down. So you can imagine what a knife in the heart this is to Robin Hitchcock. Every time he hears, like, I could add some of that sweet. Sunshine Jack to uh, you know every time this. So is- this this was his band, but he wasn't the. Yeah, uh, uh, Kimberly Rue wrote the song. He was in this. He had this band called The Waves. They got this gal. You know, you know. One they are one hit wonder. Ah, uh, yeah. They, they 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 tried a few other things, but yeah, it didn't quite catch on. Uh, I understand that that song got big again after Hurricane Katrina. Like people were. Is that uh, true? I think yeah. I I, I I should I should bring in these clippings and, and not, you should. We're, we're, we're a, I don't know so what much. I don't know what uh, paper you're reading that has reports of Area 51 <laughs> and whatnot in it. <laughs> Make believe news. You know what was the what was the hot spot for aliens? Uh, Area 54. That's why they. It's like the disco aliens. Studio 54. Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> How did that British guy miss this one when he was uh, looking, doing his research? Hold oh, on. let's hear, let's hear. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> this would have sent him crazy because it's sad songs, but it's a happy song. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good call. I Elton John is on. He's on my list of people I've never seen live. Oh, you should get that done while you still got a well, chance. I, I actually, my I, we, we already bought the tickets. So we're going to see him in Vegas. I think he's the, oh. the Red Piano Show's done, and now he's doing the Million Dollar Piano. Oh my goodness! So, so and, it's it's like one of those dinner mystery things where uh, like somewhere in this audience, yep, yep, Davy jo- Johnston <laughs> and, and Bernie Toppin have been murdered. <laughs> <laughs> We Nigel Olson did it. <laughs> Go ahead. Hillary Swank was great in Million Dollar Piano. Oh man, wasn't oh, she? Oh, it she was, was. And then she, so then she, sad, then she fell over and she hit her neck on a piano bench. <laughs> that girl's got rain. Are there any? Uh, uh, are there any? Are there any bands or artists you've never seen live that you want to see live? Like, there's two that I never got to see and I won't ever get to see them. And it was the Ramones and Queen. Oh yeah, boy! I wish I could have seen Queen. Um, yeah, you know that's that's a what a pr- provocative question. I uh, I'm sure I'm sure there must be some, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna muse on it while we. Uh, in fact, you know, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's just uh, while we're on the topic of live songs, why don't we just why don't we just kick to a rock concert right about now? What do you say? <clears throat> Whoa! You wanted the best, you got the best.
Hi, Paul. <laughs> Star Child, what is it? That's right, Pat. It is our live show. People have demanded. They want to know, uh, hey, what, is, uh, what are some of your favorite live recordings and or live music experiences? Well, wonder no further, because we are there. Now, Gary admittedly has said that he <laughs> loves to go to concerts, but yeah. he has told me that he does not care for live albums, per se. Just because it's just like, uh, you had to be there. I used to love him as a kid because, like, right. oh, you get a lot of the hits. Right, know, right, 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 right. But, right. Uh, but, then, um, but then I'm like, oh, this, this is crap. I want to hear, uh, hear, hear the studio as an instrument. Yeah, I agree I with you. I, I like, uh, But I have come to enjoy live albums more in the past uh, 10 years. As, as I come into things late in life, uh, <laughs> uh, losing my virginity... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I didn't really, I never understood the U2's Octung Baby when it first came out, and now I love it, but in 91, it escaped me, it took mm-hmm. me 10 years to say, whoa, hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen, though. You'll, yeah. You'll, you'll meet a special so, lady. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, I do like, uh, I do like live albums, and, uh, and. There's I some have, great ones. I have some, some of my favorite ones, and we're going to start with uh, one of the bands that I said I, I never got to see before. This is a... This is um, this is Queen from Live Killers, and this is uh, they would used to open with a fast version of this song that you know, but this is a fast version of it. Oh, is it? I bet you have no idea what this song is yet. You will in like two seconds. This is cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's not the version that you used to sing at the pep rally while the stupid jocks would <laughs> dribble a ball around. This is this is the version with balls that you would listen to in your bedroom when you weren't dating anyone. That was like that was a, I had a personal montage there like while that was going. I yeah. like got in good shape and uh, <laughs> yeah. did, did, did my taxes. That it was powerful music. That might be this might be a treadmill tune. <laughs> yeah, I have to go in my treadmill tunes because that uh, that one comes on and you're gonna you're gonna run. And it, it reminds me of one of my my favorite uh, American Idol moments. You see what like uh, Roger Taylor and uh, Brian May yeah. guest and uh, they were they were uh, talking to uh, the contestant was this kid Ace. Like a good-looking kid named Oh, Ace. yeah, yeah, I remember And Ace. he's like, uh, yeah, I got an idea how we could arrange this. Uh, we will rock you. Instead of, you know, that boom, boom, cha, how about we give us like a, a boom, 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 cha, and they're like, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> how about no. you go fuck yourself, Ace? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go get on the float at the Hollywood Parade. <laughs> I will give you a capital Q, and that'll be the reason why we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a we will rock you fast version. That is awesome. Way to go. Um, I wanted to play you a tune, and this is this is like probably the longest clip we've ever played on the show. It's going to be about, about two minutes, 15. Why don't you go ahead and then... Uh, it's going to be about eight here. minutes, 30 seconds. Eight minutes, 30 seconds, but it's really Two good. minutes, 15. Okay. Everything I understand about rock concerts comes from this song. Okay. That was... It used, they used to play it constantly on the radio on Come, on KOME. And I thought, okay, this is what goes on at rock concert. It's like, it's a party. It's kind of a sexy party. Uh-huh. But there's also like some interactivity to it. And there's like, it's kind of a secret society. You kind of learn things. Is this Jimmy Buffett? This is Pat Travers' band. Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, you I'll know it. the lights. Yeah. So we'll just, uh, first we'll explain how it goes, and then okay. there'll be some part- participation. We're going to do a little party too. <laughs> All right. This is an old rhythm and blues boogie-woogie number. 
Hold on, hold on. I gotta get a pencil. Okay. Right? Okay. Out go the lights. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna split the crowd. Gary, you over there. Matt, you on this side. Okay. This is the only Pat Travers song I know. Yeah. Apparently, it's not an original tune of his. You don't know snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Matt's on my shoulders now with his top off, waving it. <laughs> Someone just punched me in the face as <laughs> I bumped into him. Alright, you see how it goes now, people? One more time, here it comes around again. Do it at home. So when you meet a lady, yeah. you punch her a couple times. Right. And then it's party time. This is Ralph Cramden's favorite song. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm going to predict that Sharon Houston actually sang it out loud. <laughs> I think a, a, maybe, yeah. In her car when she was listening to the podcast. Today. Thank you, Sharon Houston, for that beautiful uh, review you wrote on iTunes. And everyone, please check out her uh, great podcast called Daytime Justice. That's our show. That's our show. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, thank to everybody who's writing reviews and liking us on Facebook. Yeah. We do it for the fans, Pat. I don't know about you, but I do it for the fans. Hey, look, man, I don't do it for the cash. <laughs> That's for sure. um, this is my bucket list to have a <laughs> podcast and go 20 episodes <laughs> talking about mute. With, so uh, uh, who will rock us next? Now my next uh, my next band. If I say the band, you're gonna say what the live album is, but you will be wrong. Okay, go ahead. We'll try it. The band is Kiss. Alive too? No. Ah! it's not any of the Alive albums. What? Because I I know everyone loves Kiss Alive and Kiss Alive too, mm-hmm. but those have been tinkered with in the studio. Sure. Admittedly, those guys admit it now. That, oh no, Alive albums really live. All right, Star Child, has this uh, has this been uh, overdubbed in any way? Oh, let me tell you something. There's no overdubs on this album. Really? Yeah. What is the what is this master tape box labeled overdubs? That's just a lot of pictures of Gene Simmons getting blowjobs. Oh, that's Jen. You hide him in there. That's yeah, that's good. Polaroid. That's really good. Anyway, as you were saying, so, I'm sorry. Um, no further questions. Thanks. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is in 1996. Uh, Kiss did MTV's Unplugged. Really? And they did it with their lineup at that time. Which did you was, just say 1976? 1996. Okay. Do I keep saying 70s? <laughs> anyway, um, add 20 to everything Pat says. Go ahead. And they did it. Uh, it was with the it was with their current lineup then, which was Bruce, Bruce Kulick on guitar yeah. and Eric Singer mm-hmm. on the drums. But then at this show, uh, Ace and Peter joined them, and then this oh. is what what propelled them to do the reunion tour. Okay. But uh, this song I'm going to play does not have Ace and Peter on it. And uh, this is Kiss Unplugged. It's a song called Coming Home. And when I saw this, I was like, wow, this gives Kiss credibility in that they can play and can sing. Because you could hear, it wasn't, there was no trickery. This was like acoustic and, uh, and, and just play it. I love it. Hear that bass? Hear Gene on bass? 
I love that because I'm like, oh wow! Look, Kiss can play and sing. That's that's not cool. What 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 song was that? What's that's that? called "Coming Home," and it's actually off their second album, which is what is the second? Just to kill or no? That's no, Dress to Kill. Than hotter than hell. Yeah. Wow. It's so funny when when I remember uh, Pardo and I were living together at the t- when when this aired, mm-hmm. and we thought this was a brand new song. Wow. We didn't remember. We're like, oh, G and Paul are writing like they never like they used to write, yeah. and then we go, <laughs> oh, that's on their second album. Hmm, weird. That's uh, yeah. I I always say like you know that's why the. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a mockery and a sham of a mockery without uh, kissing. Yeah, because they have amazing songs. And it's uh, I, I I do not like the uh, the Gene Simmons Family Jewels series because it's so phony. But I did wa- I did see an episode once where um, his son was writing a song and Gene picked up a, a guitar because you forget you Gene is like you think oh he's he wants to have sex and he's a right. he's a businessman but he picked up the guitar and he's playing guitar and he's helping write melody and you're like. Oh yeah, the guy. You forget that he does music. And he's, not he, the, he's not the greatest. They're not the greatest songwriters. The lyrics are juvenile, but you know they're tapping to what uh, what you know what the people like. Yeah. Uh, what you didn't see was he had the kid sign over the rights to the song. Too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's all business. It's all business. Also, in that same scene, he uh, immediately started about started talking to his son about a band name and copywriting a logo. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It's very important. Yeah. It's very important. Marketability. Yeah. It should be one word, blood, and we will call it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last great concert I saw, Pat. Thank yes. you. Thank you for not asking. That is. Uh, that Gary, was, have you seen any great concerts recently? <laughs> oh man, La- uh, a couple weeks ago, beginning of November, it was my pleasure uh, to uh, see uh, the great supergroup uh, Wild Flag, who are just having a moment right now. This is uh, there's there's some bootlegs of you know floating around on the on the web, but I think if you heard them, you would think, oh, this this isn't this doesn't sound good to me. But this is like this is a song that they do a lot uh, as an encore, and I think you will recognize it. All right. I'm trying to tape this illegally. <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, their album is amazing. There, it was such a great time. It was so like what I, what I like about um, Wild Flag is that it's it it like celebrates like 
you know, music and how it uh, 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 sound is the blood that uh, right. connects me and you is one of their lyrics. And uh, what and they seem like they're having so much fun, which makes me think uh, like. Corinne, the other girl from Sleater Kenny, who's not in this, uh, yeah. she must have been a drag. Because they're, cause <laughs> bring they us like, down. Yeah, bring us down, because now it seems like they're having fun. But uh, I wrote an amazing review for this show on uh, that you could read on Dirty Laundry, and also on the Merge website. They uh, enjoyed it. Uh, is this, is the song you just played, is that from the actual show, or is this from another show? That's from another show, but they, they did play it, and then uh, this gal, uh, uh, Eleanor Friedberger, came mm-hmm. on stage, who's in this great band called The Fiery Furnaces. Mm-hmm. And at first, when I saw her shaggy brown mane, I thought, oh, God, does Zoe Deschanel have to ruin and everything <laughs> but then it was, oh it's Eleanor Friedberger woo it's not Duchanel <laughs> no, but anyway so yeah so that was uh, that was a good time wild flag I call her Duchanel Duchanel yeah well that's inappropriate um, do you let me ask you something it's a hard time for it when, when, a, when you go see a band and they do a cover song do you like that or do you not like it I love it. I love it because it's like about like, oh, this is, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's kind of like a rite of passage, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I recognize what they're playing, like if it's kind of obscure or if it's like, oh, I, you know, they like what I like. So see, I like it if the band only has one or maybe two albums and they need to fill out the set list. Right. But if, if I go see, you know, even when I go see Springsteen and he plays two and a half, almost three hour show, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's playing, uh, you know, quarter to three, I'm like, yeah. come on, man, <laughs> play Jungle Land or something <laughs> that, that cool that you wrote. I know, we're on the clock. So. Yeah, exactly. And especially, yeah, if it's just some of those, like, bar bandy kind of songs. Right. But, uh, yeah. All right. What else? What, is, uh, what, right. what do you got? Well, okay. <laughs> um, this is always whenever when people talk about live albums, uh, people always talk about this album. It's not Frampton Comes Alive. Oh, so um, it's uh, Live at Leeds. Uh, it's Live at Leeds. It is. Oh, yeah, man, it is. oh man, it's from 1970. It's the Who Live at Leeds. I picked a track uh, which I, I love this track, and I, I think it's uh, a song that people don't know. It's called uh, It's called Tattoo. Oh, good. Yeah, this is a great t- song, and this will be a, long, a little bit longer of a clip too. And the drums are crazy. Mm-hmm. That's Pete. They're going to go get tattoos. I love I love the lyric how they they walk by the they walk by the barber because they don't get a haircut. Yeah. They walk by the gymnasium because yeah. they're not going to pump up. Nope. And they go and they get a tattoo. That'll make them Welcome to my life tattoo. <laughs> That's a great tune. That is great. Live at Leeds is a different thing altogether. That is yeah. so far and away the greatest live rock album, I think. You know, apologies to Cheap Trick or Frampton or whatever, yeah. but it's I love it so much. It's just, uh, I don't know. What is it about it? I can't tell. It's, it's, they had a, they, they, the tapes were rolling on a great night. Yeah. It's, it's probably luck. Yeah, a lot of luck, but they were, they, and it even sounds, there's there's a drum fill there, and I think Keith Moon even makes a mistake. There's like a mistake in there, which which now yeah. you know Kiss would have fixed it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, but uh, yeah, Live at Leeds is really really strong. Do you have any tattoos? 
I don't have any tattoos. I'm not into them. Uh, I was. Do you have get, any tattoos? I was gonna get one. I had my money. I was all set, and I went to the tattoo shop. I was gonna get that, uh, you know, uh, that uh, Pablo Picasso uh, version of uh, Don Quixote. Uh-huh. And uh, where were you? What part of your body were you gonna get this on? Uh, you know, much long because it's a big tattoo. Yeah, sure, sure. No, no, my my arm. And it was. Uh, I, I went to the place. This, this is on uh, Burnside Street in Portland, and uh, I'm like, I'm ready for my tattoo. And they're like, <laughs> Do you have an appointment? <laughs> I'm like, No. I'm like, okay, well, you need one. And uh, so I went away, and then I thought, like, oh, maybe this is a sign that I'm not supposed to get a tattoo. So you never got I it. I never got it. Now, if, if your son got a tattoo, would you enjoy that? I don't know. It's all different for a kid. You know what I wouldn't like if he what got, if he got a tramp stamp? <laughs> if he got a tramp stamp, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want him to get those big hoops in his ears. Dude, those, they're called gauges, I think. Right, right, right. Is that what they call them, Matt? Yeah, please. <laughs> you that, have you have size eight ones. Why don't you know? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Those I do not. I I don't get those at all. I mean, I don't know if that's the old man in me, but it's that's mutilating your uh, yeah. your earlobe area. And I don't I don't like the uh, I don't like the pierced. Uh, what did you say? It goes back if you take them out. They it, go back. No, it doesn't go back. It hangs down. No, but if, if eventually it'll go. No, I've seen kids with them out, and it's just hangy flesh. I threw a football through one. Maybe at a could- carnival. <laughs> Maybe that could be our charity. Like, we'll help those kids. Like, we'll that, help those kids. Yeah, like get that fixed later. But ear train, ear train, ear train. Wow, Matt. All right, you got another another clip for yeah. us. Yeah, this. You know, I like to make a lot of fun of you, Pat, because you're ridiculous. Sure. No, and no, but uh, you you know what? Seeing, I'm like, ridiculous. <laughs> seeing a lot of uh, nostalgia acts at the mm-hmm. uh, you know at the Canyon Club or whatever. But yeah, you know, quarter I, flash. <laughs> I went in the uh, in the summer of 2001. This is a pre-9-11 mindset okay. I had at the time. I, but I still thought, you know, I got one of my favorite all-time bands, like you were asking before, like anybody that you want to see before you die, this is probably going to be my last chance. And I was just – I was expecting them to like speakerphone it in and like right. look at each other. They blew me away. They were – Roxy Music was not there to sell T-shirts. There was T-shirts on sale, but they were there to rock. It was, and they delivered it. They were on point. Brian Ferry had like you know, a lot of shiny suits. And uh, this is how great the show was. They did not play more than this. Nobody cared. It was just no, like... No, that's good. It, that's it, it, cool. It was so great. They played everything else. And uh, it was at the Greek Theater. It's a great place to see a show. How do you not play more than this, though? They would just... It was... Everyone was like so thoroughly entertained. Maybe they waited until everybody left and then they played it secretly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is what they uh, closed with. And like 50 like dancing girls came out with those big like Vegas headdresses on. And, uh, th- and this is also... Uh, how they closed out their 1976 live album, Viva. It's Do the Strand on Rock Solid. It's a dissertation A popular creation A danceable solution To take revolution The word on the street is they're mounting another tour with Eno this time, so I, I gotta wow. go back. So that, uh, but yeah, that was that was good times. Who are the band members? In case people don't know who Roxy Music is, like you me? got your Phil Manzanera, you got your uh, Andy McKay. You got your, uh, what, the Phil Thompson there, and you got uh, Brian Eno, and you got your Brian uh, Ferry. Excellent. Brian Eno, we, people know him because he's produced uh, some U2 stuff. U2, Coldplay, every yep. damn thing. Uh, Talking Heads, you Eno. name it. Anyway, oh man, I'm spent. 
All right, folks. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you got? This uh, this is uh, this album came out in uh, boy. It just it came out maybe three four years ago, but it's from a show from 1981, and uh, they finally released it. Uh, it was an MTV concert. Originally aired on MTV as a live concert, mm-hmm. and um, it is Journey live in Houston on the Escape Tour. This is a great live album because, mm-hmm. uh, like some of the best live albums, it takes place. At one show. I, right, I don't yeah, like the live yeah. albums that are cobbled together yeah. from their best performances. This is one show. This is, uh, this is at, the, at their height. The, the voice, everything is, is clicking here. And this is a longer clip because we're going to hear Steve Perry's going to intro this song with a little uh, stage patter. Uh, Love it. And this is great. <laughs> He says, I found me a lady and son right now. I am stony love. Yeah. <laughs> that story does not have the ring of truth. <laughs> <laughs> Lacks verisimilitude. Oh, listen for some cowbell. 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 Lots of it. In my This voice is crazy. So if you've never seen Journey in their heyday, uh, go, d- d- don't see this Filipino singer. <laughs> don't just go by uh, live in Houston. It's on DVD and CD and, uh, and you'll love it. I love the Filipino people and I love uh, Tagalog is a beautiful language, but they're, you know, they do have problems with their P's and F's. So. They do. Do you want to hear papally? No. Wow. I love I'm it. Sorry. So um, how many songs do you have? I, I got, got two a, more. Okay. You got two more. I got, I got a play out and I got two more. Okay. This is good. Let's, uh, let's go to uh, one of the other uh, classic live albums of all time. If you would uh, cue this up, Matt Belknap to about the 110 market. Live at Leeds. Oh, how'd you know? Okay. It's uh, Johnny Cash live at Folsom. Oh, absolutely, this is yeah. The funny Johnny Cash. Yep. And uh, let's uh, let's see. Uh, is it a boy named Sue? Uh, no, it's even funnier. What do you hear? A girl named Bob. In the garbage disposal of your dreams, <laughs> I've been ground up, dear. I got vegetables all over this one. <laughs> On the river of your plans, I'm up the creek. Up the elevator of your future, I've been shafted. On the calendar of your events, I'm last week. I've been washed down the sink of your conscience. In the theater of your love, I lost my part. And now you say you've got me out of your conscience. I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart. I think we heard an entire song on Rock Solid. <laughs> that, that was like half of a song. But that's, uh, 
I don't like that he pulled the punch and didn't say toilet there at the end. Yeah, yeah. he can say it in prison, right? What are those guys going to do? <laughs> what are you gonna, oh, go, okay, everyone back to death row. <laughs> the warden's monocle pops out. That is most inappropriate. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I love me some Johnny Cash. Yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad had that album when I was a kid. I remember him listening to that album. Have you ever performed at a prison? No, I would never. <laughs> I don't perform for the troops. <laughs> Tough crowd. And I don't perform yeah. for prison. I don't perform anywhere where my life could be in danger. <laughs> That's a good rule. You know, let uh, let someone more appropriate do that, like Guar. <laughs> let go. them go do it. <laughs> Imagine. Guar goes to prison. Guar on a US, yeah. USO mission yeah. with uh, Mario Joyner. <laughs> <laughs> Let Henry Rollins, tough guy. Has he ever gone over to entertain the troops, Henry Rollins? He's I all fucking badass and I, tough. That guy wears me out. That would require him to be entertaining. <laughs> Ooh, that's true. That's true. Poetry Please. slam. Come back. I have some more poems about push ups. <laughs> The, the troops come back with PTSD because of <laughs> Henry Rollins' performance. <laughs> All right, Gary had mentioned this before, and this is, uh, I think what makes, sometimes what makes a great live album is if that's the first time you ever heard the band, oh. and if a live version of a song becomes a hit, and that's like, you know, Kiss Alive had Rock and Roll All Night, That mm-hmm. even though that was a studio version, mm-hmm. the one that's known is, is the live version, and the Frampton songs from Frampton Comes Alive, those were the hits. And uh, I want you to want me from at Budokan was is the is the version that people know. But uh, so this is a this is another song from Budokan. It's uh, it's called Lookout, ah. and uh, it's probably a song a lot of people aren't familiar with unless you own Budokan. And uh, let's hear a little bit of it. Got a little bit of a ramp up here. Sit down, you Japanese children. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get much better no it's a great tune i read a, I read a i saw a documentary on them and they said when they first went to japan to play budokan they didn't realize uh like when they got off the plane rick nelson was like wow someone famous must be here and like, no that's for you guys what and so when they were at the hotel they couldn't go near the windows because all the kids were down below looking up mm. and if they came to the windows the kids would back up into traffic oh no and so they didn't want anyone getting hit by cars so they had to stay away from the windows. I've never been to Japan, but I would be disappointed because I would just assume like every American who goes there is like crazily famous. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's probably not yeah, for I everybody. It, I don't think it happens like that. <laughs> I should record some cool records and but then it, see what happens. But if uh, I might be part Japanese because when I like something, I like it for life. And uh, <laughs> that seems like how they are. They don't forget, you know, the bands. So uh, I like your Japanese style. Yeah. Teppanyaki. <laughs> That's uh, what, uh, forget what I said earlier about when uh, you know guys like Springsteen do like standards or whatever. Like, yeah. how's that? Uh, how's that? Ain't that a shame? Treat you on that? Uh, oh man, that's the best. Uh, oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love it. I don't like when they play it in concert now because I've heard it so many oh, okay. times. Yeah, it's not surprising. But it, it's uh, yeah. He's got a nice drum solo. I know yeah. drum solo is boo, but he's got a nice mm-hmm. drum solo that ramps up to that on uh, on at Budokan. 
So here's, uh, uh, I'd like to do, I always like to time travel to the 90s, and I always like to bring things down a little bit. But uh, this was, uh, this is one of my best concert experiences of all time. Uh, this was, this, this was uh, summer of 97. I'm in the throes of, like, my deep Weezer mania. Like, I listen to Pinkerton, like, 12 times a day. And uh, the, <laughs> Pat's choking up already. No, no, no. I had, the, uh, had a little um, schmilkus. And uh as it turns out, the the uh, the Weezer fan club was headquartered in Portland. It was uh, run by these uh, these sisters, uh, these two redheaded sisters, Michael and Carly. And uh, Weezer was in town. They're opening for uh, no doubt uh, uh, May twenty seventh at the Rose Garden. It's a good bill. It was a good bill. And uh, so Michael and Carly throw this party for all the fan club members, and uh, we go and. This was the best party I've ever been to because I was the coolest guy there by a wide margin. <laughs> you have never seen eh, such a collection of nerds. <laughs> Wallflowers. There was like there was like less eye contact here than like at a Nambla <laughs> convention or something. It was just it was so and I was like and I was like Rodney Dangerfield, like, how are you doing there, Dracula? You know, just like giving kids headlocks. That guy's like that. awesome. Yeah. And and it wasn't like I was the oldest guy there. Sure, I was twenty nine, I was probably too old to be there but there's a lot of mothers there to like drive the kids to the concert at the rose garden did later. you uh, did you hook up <laughs> i did well i did you did hook up no i hooked oh, up man. a ride to the rose garden with oh. a nice mother uh, and a ticket because i didn't have a ticket because it was sold out right. and they oh here you are you seem nice and uh so um happy story sad uh this was may 27th july 9th michael and carly uh and their younger sister fo- after a show in salt lake following the band to calgary they died in a car wreck. It was so sad. And uh, they were so nice. And they this were should have been the saddest song ever. I played. know. I know. What well, kind of is they, uh, So uh, the band recorded this uh, the tribute to them, and it's called Michael and Carly on Rock Song. Is this live? I can't. There's a studio. Turn it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you like tragic young people dying? <laughs> Go faster! We love you, Michael and Carly. Thank you for everything. Thank you for giving me cutsies at La Luna one time when I needed them. Okay. <laughs> Weezer show. Uh, what, what, what do you have? Uh, um, have uh, I will play out with uh, if you're if you're uh, a fan of seventies uh, hard rock. Mm-hmm. I don't even say heavy metal with this band. It's more hard rock. This is uh, one of the seminal live albums. Uh, also, Skinner. No, no, no. Frampton. No. Mm. It's uh, it, this is a brand, a band I love from uh, Great Britain. They're they're still touring. They still release an album like every two and a half, three years. Moody Blues. Nope. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I beg people to seek out UFO. Oh yeah. This is an album called Strangers in the Night. Sure. This is a long clip because we get uh, we get uh, <laughs> get a little of the chorus, then we get a Michael Shanker blistering guitar solo. Yeah. And do. then we get we then um. 
they incorporate the uh, the city into the lyrics. Oh, nice! So I love that. Let's uh, let's play "Lights Out" from Strangers in the Night. <laughs> They're riding mechanical bulls in here. There is Chicago, and he's yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. But uh, yeah, that was—I think that was recorded at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. And, and <laughs> "Strangers in the Night" is awesome, <laughs> top to bottom. That is—I uh, have this friend uh, Robin who gives uh, his highest rating. He gives things like that is TKA, total kick ass, and that is TKA <laughs> if ever. I've and it's so it. funny, like UFO is just that band that just. They didn't. They didn't get in there in time. So it's we have your Iron Maiden, your Judas Priest, your Scorpions, and UFO is just like the ugly stepchild that didn't get in there. And I, for my money, I think they're better than all of those bands. And I think like if those like more successful bands, if they were in an elevator with UFO or something, I think they all know that, but they don't say that. And they're like, right. oh hi UFO, how's it going? Oh, it's pretty good. We just played the Canyon Club or whatever. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's good. great. Good for you guys, Key Club. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Troubadour. And that, it makes me so mad that people now grab Anvil. Hey, let's take Anvil out as our opening act. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Anvil. Take UFO out and let them play the big sheds for a summer, for God's sake. I so. really wish we would have played out on that now because that kicks out so much ass. But I do have uh, – I have, a, I have a prizes. That's something. What? Yeah. The, um, uh, remember back during our uh, Best Albums You Never Heard uh, show – and my number one was this band called Game Theory. Sure. And the leader of Game Theory, he wrote this book called Music What Happened. Amazing uh, reference book. You know, you just good like reading like, oh, I wonder what he thinks of this song. Just really good. So I've, they're having a second edition release party. That's cause, and it's going to be December 4th at the Starry Plow in San Francisco. And it's, uh, get this, uh, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's an early show. So you can bring the kids. Cost $5. This is uh, Scott Miller. He never plays anymore. Yeah, so this is like a rare opportunity to see like an American genius in action. <laughs> and uh, I just, I can't say enough. Um, we're going to play out with, uh, I, I saw his band Game Theory so many times. This is a, this is a show I was at in 1986 in uh, Berkeley, California, the Berkeley Square. And uh, if you would like a copy of, a signed copy of Music What Happened, uh, here's the quiz question. This is a song called Girl with a Guitar. And uh, it's about somebody we know. It's about a rock star. She lives in L.A. Uh, she's got a guitar. Her eyes are uh, transparent brown, ground zero, as he sings. And uh, and just uh, go to our Facebook page and uh, tell us who you think he's singing about or, you know, make something up. And uh, we'll uh, pick a winner from that. And uh, maybe there's some clues here uh, in, his, uh, in his ramp up to the thing about uh, what this song is about. Let's hear this. Girl with the guitar. Game there's here. a story behind this one, but we'll skip it. What? But that but, didn't help at all. Oh, no. Pat, it was a good show. Thanks for doing it. You too, Gary. Who's going to sign that book? You and I, or will this guy sign it? No, he'll sign it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Rock Solid, everybody. Love you. Bye. See you next time. Her eyes are dangerous to stand around 12 miles down.
Oh, 